are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day are listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24, downmyportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, or just look up Locked on Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, on today's show, we are discussing everything to do with the MLB postseason so far, recapping all the series, my thoughts on the series, that I'm going to give predictions to end the podcast of who I think will make it to the championship series. So we got a jam-packed pod to talk about today. But first, as always, I need to thank you guys for making Locked On Dimebacks your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, so please continue to share, subscribe, and leave reviews. This podcast is not possible without you. Now, let's jump right into the pod, and let's first start with the National League and the series going out there. And I want to first talk about the Brewers versus Braves series because this has been a series dominated by pitching. The Brewers won the first game 2-1. to one. Braves bounced back in the second game 3 nothing, and this was a game... Not a game. This was a series where all four starters have pitched quality starts. All four starters have combined for four quality starts. If you look at Max Freed, Brandon Woodrow, Charlie Morton, and Corbin Burns, their four starts combined for 188 ERA and a 157 batting average against while striking out 11.6 batters per nine innings. So pitching has been the name of the story so far in this series. And if you looked at the most recent game between the Braves and the Brewers that happened Saturday night, Max Freed was on his game dominating the Brewers, and the Brewers just had no answer for him. Freed is someone who's been on fire. His second half ERA is the best in baseball. He has a 1.64 ERA in the second half, the best whip as well, 0.83, and ranks second in opposing OPS at 5.11, and batting average against at 188. So he's been absolutely on fire. And if you Make that sample size even smaller, even more recently. A .31 ERA and .48 whip over his last four outings. .31 ERA, .48 whip in his last four starts, including Saturday's game. So Freed has been able to be absolutely dominant on Saturday, which was a big boost to the Braves. The Brewers couldn't do anything on the base pass. Freed only had to go 81 pitches in this one to be effective. This whole series is going to come down to pitching most likely. Freed got the better of Corbin, or excuse me, of Brandon Woodruff. Saturday night, Woodruff really allowed a 2-1 rally in the third inning, and that was pretty much all 
the Braves needed to win this game. You didn't need a lot of offense. You even got an insurance home run from Austin Riley later in the game who had a really good season for the Atlanta Braves. So the Brewers, I still like them in this series. You got Freddie Peralta versus Ian Anderson in the next game. I'm probably going to ride with Peralta in that one. So right now it's a tie series between Braves and Brewers. Not a lot of offense, mostly pitching. Both of their lineups really aren't that deadly when you don't look at the Braves. Of course, have been missing Acuna for a while. And then the Brewers, they just really haven't gotten much production out of Yelich for the entire season. He, he was an MVP guy not too long ago, so he, he's really just taken a step backward the last couple of years. But these two teams do seem evenly matched when you think of their offenses. But when I look at the pitching, I think the Brewers have a decisive advantage there. But if the Braves can get Max Fried another start, which I don't think it's possible in this series. But if they can, that will be a great benefit to them because Max Fried has put together a phenomenal postseason resume so far. In his last two postseasons, he's got four quality starts. With a 2-4-3 ERA, so Max Freed is an absolute baller. And if they could possibly use him in a Game 5, if they could get there, that will give the Braves a really good chance to win the series. But of course, you still got Peralta you're going to see tomorrow for the Brewers, plus a Woodruff and a Corbin Burns. You might see one of those guys too if a Max Freed is going to be in a Game 5 potentially. So this is still going to be a pretty even series as it wraps up and as we get closer to the end of it. But the starting rotation in the bullpen of the Brewers does give them a big advantage. Now let's talk about that Giants versus Dodgers series because this one has been really interesting. The Giants won the first game for nothing. They had a Buster Posey home run. You had Logan Webb in his first career start absolutely shut down the Dodgers. I think he went seven two-third shutout innings allowing four hits and striking out ten. And Logan Webb in that start with just one of four starting pitchers in baseball history to go at least seven two-thirds shutout innings, allowing fewer than five hits, striking out 10 and not allowing a walk as well. Cliff Lee, Jake Arrieta, and Trevor Bauer are the only other pitchers to do that. So great job by Logan Webb to do that in a postseason game. The Dodgers hitters in this one, especially the bottom of the lineup, the six, seven, eight hitters in the first game, 0 for 9 with 5 strikeouts in game 1 but when you look at game 2 that is the thing that absolutely flipped the switch in game 2 because 6-7-8 went 5 for 11 with 2 walks and 4 RBIs in game 2 and the biggest difference maker in game two had to be Cody Bellinger the man who struggled all season for the LA Dodgers the man who's basically a platoon player for the Dodgers a former MVP not too long ago has fallen from great heights but Cody Bellinger despite striking out three times he came through with a clutch two-run double A.J. Pollock the nemesis of the D-backs former Arizona Dimeback A.J. Pollock who loves to talk dirty on the D-backs name screw A.J. Pollock he also had a good game he followed Bellinger up with his own two-run double Dodgers offense broke out in game two Dodgers win game two nine to two they lose game one for nothing. Series is tied. And then game three, we're going to see Alex Wood versus Max Scherzer. And that is just going to be a scary, a scary sight for Giants hitters. Of course, you don't have Brandon Belt. So you're going to need a boost in your power department from uh, Chris Bryant. We saw Buster Posey home run in that game one, which helped out a lot. But still, 
It's going to be tough for the Giants to win this game three with Max Scherzer on the mound, but the Giants have been able to do the impossible the whole season. I'm just scared for their rotation in this kind of postseason matchup against the LA Dodgers, who have so many different rotation guys that they could go to from a Scherzer Urias, Walker Bueller, of course, there's no Clint Kershaw, but still, even after Kershaw, they're just so deep in their rotation, their bullpen, their lineup. It's going to be a tough battle, but this is a real rivalry. We really don't get to see these two teams match up in the postseason a ton, so the fact that they're doing it now, the fact that they've had so much bad blood, it feels like during the regular season, that's going to be my favorite series to watch during the postseason, and of course, like everyone, I'm rooting for the Giants to go out and beat the LA Dodgers. Now, we'll talk about the American League postseason series, but today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. DirecTV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Let's get back into the pod. But first, I want to thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Now, enough with the compliments. Let's get back into the podcast and discuss the American League playoff series. And let's first start with the Astros White Sox because this was one I think was going to be a shootout kind of a series. Two high-powered offenses, Abreu, Mancada, Tim Anderson versus Gurriel, Tucker, Altuve, the list goes on and on. The Astros offense was arguably the best in baseball in the 2021 season. It was one of the top scoring teams in all of baseball. And their offense has continued to produce in the first two games of the series. Astros won the first game 6-1, to and they won the second game 9-4. to White Sox offense really hasn't woken up just yet. Or really not at all. The White Sox offense, I don't even think, has an extra base hit in the first two games. They've been terrible with runners in scoring position. And right now, that Astros offense is absolutely on fire. And they were a team that absolutely crushed fastballs in the regular season. Well, in that first game, Lance Lynn on the mound, he threw 97% fastballs in the first game. Against the best fastball hitting team in baseball, guess what? It didn't work out for Lance Lynn. He wasn't able to go very deep into the ball game, and he ended up giving up five earned runs. You look at game two, the pitching was once again not bad, but at least both on the Astros and White Sox sides, both the pitchers basically gave the same performance. Both of them pitched into the fifth inning and gave up a few earned runs, but it was the bullpen for the White Sox that was not able to keep up. Bummer and Kimmel combined for one inning pitched and five earned runs. So the Astros offense repeatedly was able to get to the White Sox in the first two games. But now you look at game three and there is potential for the White Sox to maybe win a game and just be down two to one in the series. So far, I'm recording this at seven o'clock 
Sunday night PST. So it's 5-6, Astros up one in the top of the fourth. That's been a back and forth game so far. So if the White Sox are able to win that game, that would be huge, of course, because they are facing elimination back against the wall. And I feel like they kind of have to win this game because they have Carlos Rondon going in the game, going in the next game. And he's someone that really hasn't been that healthy over the last month. So it makes you wonder what he can give you in a game four. What would it mean for the White Sox if he can go deep into that ball game and if the Astros are once again able to get to Rondon early? So far, the White Sox bullpen really hasn't been able to stop the Astros, so I kind of feel like they need a really good starting performance from a Rondon. They haven't really gotten good starting performances so far. Once again, tonight they didn't get didn't get a good starting performance, but at least their offense has woken up, at least for game three. So they're probably going to need their offense once again to wake up for game four because the Astros offense has been on fire so far in every game of the series. So I think the White Sox offense needs to continue to step up to the plate and needs to match run for run with the Astros because right now I don't think the pitching is good enough to slow down this Astros offense which has been on fire the entire season. The Astros lineup is just too deep and for the White Sox if they want a chance of winning this series their offense is just going to have to match run for run with the Astros. Now, let's talk about that Red Sox Rays series because I think this has been the best postseason series so far. It's not just because I grew up a Red Sox fan. Sorry to break your bubble for anyone who thought I was maybe a diehard D-backs fan growing up. I became a Dimebacks fan when I moved to Arizona for ASU. Covered the team the last few years. I love covering the team for this podcast. But my first love growing up was the Red Sox. And I think this has been the best series so far. The first game of the series, Rays were able to control that one. The Red Sox offense was able to muster up a bunch of hits. They racked up like seven or nine hits, but they were all singles in that one. But in game two, the Red Sox offense absolutely broke up and put up some historic numbers. They scored 14 runs. They had five home runs, 20 hits. The offense was unstoppable in game two. And it doesn't matter what your pitching situation, what your defense is, if you can't stop an offense like that because the the Rays have had great pitching and defense all year. But if you're, if you're going against a team that's going to get 20 hits, five home runs, and put up 14 runs, it doesn't matter what you do from a pitching defense standpoint. But the Rays did have a good offensive game themselves in game two. It's just they didn't have as good of an offensive game as the Red Sox did and then in game three back at Fenway the Red Sox able to walk it off Christian Vasquez home run there was a little bit of controversy in this one because in the 13th inning Kevin Kiermaier hit a double that bounced off the wall then bounced off Hunter Renfro and went over the wall and would have scored a run for the race putting them ahead but instead they called it a ground rule double after it went off of Hunter Renfro so A lot of controversy there, of course, when you're dealing with Boston teams, getting the benefit of the doubt with calls. There's going to be a lot of questions and head turning toward Major League Baseball, but I do not care. Nick Pavetta was an MVP in that game. He went four innings, struck out seven, absolutely saved the bullpen. And now for game four, this is going to be a chess match for real because basically both these managers 
unloaded their long relievers and possible starters for tomorrow just to potentially win tonight's game. That's how important tonight's game was. The Red Sox, a team with no rotation after Evaldi and Chris Sale, are now two games are now up two to one on the Tampa Bay Rays, who won over a hundred and five games. Tampa Bay was an incredible team all season, but now they got their backs against the wall and Fenway. Christian Vasquez, first walk-off home run since Manny Ramirez, I think, in 07. This was an incredible Red Sox win. They put up, I think, 15 more hits. They had double-digit hits. It was still another crazy night of hits and run production for this Red Sox offense who has been on fire. Kike Hernandez has been on absolute fire. I love watching that team right now. That's the team I'm rooting for to hopefully win the World Series. I want to see a Red Sox-Astros championship series. I think that would be the most fun. And if the Red Sox don't win the World Series, I'm hoping the Astros do, or at least get to the World Series, because I love seeing people hate on the Astros, and I really have nothing against the Houston Astros. Now, we'll wrap up the pod by talking playoff predictions for all those series. Who do I think will win each playoff series? But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar because Built Bar is back, more improved, and more delicious than ever before. They have so many delicious flavors. They got coconut, cherry bar, sierra raspberry, mint brown, and double chocolate. So many flavors. The reason why I love Built Bar is because it's healthy. I'm a health-conscious guy. I'm working out every day, but I also have a sweet tooth. But it's okay because Built Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber, so it's great for that keto diet just go to built.com use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off your next order promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com all right all right all right Let's get back into the pod and let's talk some playoff predictions for these postseason series. I don't care that they've already started. I don't care that they've already that they're already halfway through and we already see teams that are winning the series up in the series. I do not care. I do not care. Here are my postseason playoff predictions. I got Brewers over Braves in five games. You got Freddie Peralta versus Ian Anderson tomorrow. I think Peralta will win that game, so the Brewers will go up two to one. But after that, I like the Brewers better in game four. Braves talking about maybe a bullpen game in game four as well. We're not too sure, but if the Braves can get to a game five, uh, I think they will have a chance, especially if they get a Max Fried back on the mound. But the Brewers rotation they can potentially throw out a guy on short rest, and that dude is going to be just better than anyone else the Braves are going to throw out, plus the back end of their bullpen, where Hater, a Strickland, I just love the back end of the Brewers' bullpen. Of course, I still want to see Eduardo Escobar put in work and damage. Yelich still has potential to be one of the best players in baseball. Willie Adamas has been on fire after Freddie Freeman. I'm not in love with the outfield of the Braves. I'm not in love with a lot of their lineup. I think Dansby Swanson is really good. Former Arizona Dimeback, former number one overall pick for the D-backs. He kind of had a breakout season this year. 27 home runs, almost almost double-digit stolen bases. But I think I'm going to go with Brewers over Braves in five. 
I like the rotation of the Brewers if they could get a guy in on short rest. And plus, they got the bullpen to close it out. And then they got enough home run hitting guys to quickly change the score in a game. Now, next series I want to give a prediction for is Dodgers over Giants in five games. I love the I love the Giants. I'm rooting for the Giants. I want the Giants to beat LA, but I, I Logan Webb has been phenomenal, and I trust Logan Webb. I don't really trust anyone else after that. Kevin Gosman has been a big disappointment during the second half of the season. Do you really trust Adele Scafani? You don't really have a rotation after that. The bullpen is nasty for the Giants. I will give them that. But the lineup shrunk considerably when Brandon Belt got hurt. The Dodgers lineup is always deep. Got depth everywhere. We saw Chris Taylor, uh, Will Smith putting in some work over the first couple of games. You still got a lot of rotation members two that are very good the Dodgers go about four or five guys deep in their rotation they could throw out in a postseason start plus a bullpen to match the Giants bullpen still too much firepower too much talent too much pitching on this Dodgers team the Giants have been better than them the whole season they've had more wins than them the whole season they've been able to keep pace with the Dodgers breathing on their neck the whole second half of the season but even with that said I think I'm still going to have to go with the talent. I don't think the Giants are a regular season fluke, but I just don't think they have the horses to match up with the Dodgers team that just still has so many all-stars and Hall of Famers everywhere. I'm going to go with the Dodgers over Giants in five. Next, I got Astros over White Sox in four. I think the White Sox are going to win this game three. We'll see what happens, but I think this is going to go four just because I think the White Sox are going to win today. I don't think they're gonna get swept I think they're too good to get swept I think they're gonna lose the next game because I don't think Rondon is gonna have it he just hasn't been healthy enough just hasn't pitched enough recently especially hasn't pitched enough in big games and when you look at an Astros team an elimination game I just think that Astros offense is gonna get up for that one I'm sure this Astros team wants to get back to the championship series this Astros team is just it's just going to have a chip on its shoulder every season until Jose Altuve retires because of all the hate and negativity that they still receive on a daily basis. I'm rooting for the Astros. I've been saying that a ton on this pod. I love watching the Astros. I love the hate that they get. I love the chaos. I love the drama. So I'm hoping the Astros beat the White Sox, and I think they'll do that in four games. The Astros offense has been supernova all season, and I don't see it getting slowed down by Carlos Rondon in game four. And then I'm going to go with the Red Sox over Tampa Bay. Of course, they're up two to one, but that offense is unstoppable right now, and they're doing that with the J.D. Martinez on a bum angle. Uh, they're doing that with a Rafael Devers grimacing after every swing. Of course, they don't have the pitching, but both teams basically unloaded all their pitching for this game three extra innings it might just come down to a shootout in game four and and if it comes down to a shootout in Fenway Park I'm gonna have to go with Boston who I think just has more sluggers in that lineup don't get me wrong you got a Brandon Lowe and Nelson Cruz you got a few sluggers in that raised lineup you got Wander Franco Randy Rosarino they have a lot of good offensive players in that raised lineup but when I look at that Red Sox lineup when I think of the compliment 
elementary stars with a Kike Hernandez. When I think of a Kyle Schwarber who's been putting in work, Dalback has been on fire this second half of the season. The bullpen was not good during the most of the regular season, but Garrett Whitlock, Brazier, Nick Pavetta, they're all starting to come alive. I think this Red Sox team is starting to hit their stride. I don't think they're going to the World Series. I would, as we continue to do these predictions after every round i would probably pick the astros to beat the red sox but i would have told you the rays to beat the red sox and of course the series isn't over but as of right now i'm picking the red sox to beat the rays they could get one more chris sale start maybe in a game five they're gonna have a chance to win this series of course chris sale didn't look too good in his first start against tampa bay but He's the big game pitcher. He's a clutch kind of guy. He's been putting this team on his back. He's got the leadership skills. I don't think he's afraid in those kind of moments. Maybe he gets crushed in those kind of moments. Maybe his stuff isn't working. But I think a Clint Kershaw mentally has kind of collapsed sometimes in the postseason. I don't think you have to worry about Chris Sale mentally collapsing in the postseason. Maybe his stuff just isn't working. But mentally, I think he's always going to be there. So I'm rolling with the Red Sox over Rays in five games. Now, that's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen to every day. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news, coverage, and insight. Now, make your second listen, Locked on MLB with Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully, who brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available on all platforms. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!